Refugee Radio, 855 AM, 3CR. We want to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land who we are broadcasting from, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and respect the elders past, present and emerging and their ongoing struggle. Welcome to Refugee Radio this week on 3CR, listening on 855 AM or on 3cr.org.au. Being Nakba Day yesterday on the 15th of May, where we recognise the displacement of so many Palestinians in 1948. We're going to be playing an interview with the project Bukja, which is set up by Azil, a Palestinian woman and activist. This interview was done by the Salam radio show on 3CR. What a beautiful intro to the show. You enter and you're taken away by the decor. You see a wide tent underneath which placed carefully oriental tapestries and ground ceilings on which the musicians are jamming on the canon and the wood. Up next, we'll hear Rania's poem. Rania Ahmad is a spoken word artist. She aims to change perspective via inspiring change from within. Her poetry leaves listeners to discover their own conclusions. When I heard Rania perform, I was taken away to this dreamland, which was her childhood. She describes it in such a vivid way and you feel like you're with her, with her memory. You feel the innocence of her childhood and the suffering of her journey. You feel that melancholy, that longing to go back to a place that once was colorful and joyful to a place that once was home. Without further ado, I'll leave you with Rania. Spread your book, Jay, on your childhood bed. Straighten out the four corners. Gather what you can. The floral skirt with tulle edgings you wore to gardens on the first day of spring to blend in with the newborn roses. The hair clips glittering in rainbow colours, treasured in a royal box silver engraved waves. The sweet scent of your strawberry-shaped pink polka-dotted eraser, enchanted pencil case with magnetic doors. The smile on the face of your red cabbage patch. Golden earrings surrounding a turquoise gemstone. Gather friendship memories, moments never to return. Shireen, Sara, Nuha and Rania. 
Make way for the first time you held the telephone and said, Alo. The balcony's dusty metal green rails. They are your pretend window to look upon neighboring secrets and bring your budgie Lolita with her morning tweets. The tomato carriage, dragged by the scrawny donkey, and a man yelling, Hamraya Uta! Hamraya Uta! Pack the family warmth, the stability of a home. The aunts and the uncles you may never see. Squeeze in the front porch with its stairs, a playground witnessing your laughter. Pat grandpa's hug drenched in old spice cologne. Grandma's kushari and a street smelling of crunchy fried onions, topped with chili powder and eased with soothing cold rice pudding and sultanas. Don't forget the sound of the whistle announcing the arrival of the fairy floss man. You love fairy floss. Pack the lolly shop man. Ice cream dolcey, chocolate corona, bam bam chewing gum, and nighty twinkies to have with pretend tea. Pack queuing up at the hairdressers the night before Eid. Heat burning your scalp as you're transformed into a princess while the eight song is resonating. Elayt farha. Elayt farha. Pack your favorite TV shows. Boogie o tamtam, Eid o tufula, get to abdul. Pack your teachers. Miss Mira and her three golden stars on my proud book. Pack Fridays. Tranquility in the air filled with scented smoke to gather the angels marking the end of the week. Holy verses flood the streets for today. All are happy. The mulberry tree you tippy-toe to get sweet juicy taste squirting burgundy stains on your top. The sugar cane juiced in an aluminium jug poured in a large glass just for little me. And bring a necklace of 20 jasmines from the man standing at the traffic light. Pack the world about to disappear. Now to close your bookchair. Take the right hand corner along with the bottom left hand corner, tie a knot and the top left-hand corner, along with the bottom right-hand corner. Tie another knot. Tie them both onto a stick to carry on your fragile shoulders. You may need a strong stick. Your book chair is heavy, very heavy.
Salam, Camille and Rania, and welcome to Salam Radio Show. I'm your host Marushti, and I'm here with Lukman. Uh, yeah, we're in Whittlesea Council and at Prague, um, and we've heard about the Bookshare performance, and we're really excited to come and check it out. Um, can you tell us what are your Rania? Can you tell us your involvement in this? Amazing I, uh, event. Uh, I actually um, heard of Bookje a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I saw it on Facebook. It was a little clip that Asil had done. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just kept on coming back to my mind after I listened to it a lot. And um, some, it's something that drew me to it. Yeah. So um, one day I got the courage and, and, and sent a message after a week of just lingering, should I call, should I not call? I, got, I just <laughs> left her a message saying, you know, book Jay, hook me up. Yes. You know? <laughs> and that was about it. I was like, she's probably going to not even answer me because she's very busy. And then so she sent me back a message saying, okay, send me a poem and we'll see. Cool. And um, so I, 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 every time I would write a poem, mm-hmm. I would stop because it was really painful. Yeah. So after three weeks, she sent me an SMS at 11 o'clock at night saying, I still don't have your poem. And so she so, followed it up with you. Yeah, so at that, that night, um, at 2 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. I actually was writing in my diary and, and I, could, I couldn't see the ink from the tears that were coming in as I was writing that poem. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's how it started. So when I said it to her, um, you know, I was in. <laughs> something happened in that poem yeah, yeah. that um, something happened to me in that poem mm. more than to the project. Uh, yeah. It was almost um, a resurrection of a part in me that was uh, imprisoned. Okay, just yeah. not allowed to appear. Can you can you tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah, how, how you came here and um, actually, yeah. I um, migrated here when I was 11, mm. 1991 we migrated here when the um, Iraq and Kuwait war was happening mm. um, and so my dad got a job here as an agricultural scientist as a, um, as a lecturer in Melbourne University yeah. and so um, he got the job and when we came here it was a year later, it was the year of the recession here in 1991. So, yeah, he came here and he no longer had a job and the person who offered him the job no longer had a job either. So it was it was a tough year. Yeah. Um, we were rushed into school, rushed into living in Australia. We had all these beautiful dreams about living the good life, you know, and then it was just we came into the recession year. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was pretty tough. Yeah. 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 It, like you had this imagination that... You're being saved, you're all yeah. safe here. Oh, honestly, I, I was 11 back then, so it oh, wasn't yeah. the idea of being saved. I was just being mm. dragged into this thing that my dad's got this new job and I have to leave all my friends and everything else. And I'm originally from Egypt, so it's a very warm culture. Yeah, definitely. Very, you know, what do they call it? Collectivist culture. It's like kind of it's a community. Now we're back here with this an extremely individualistic culture, so it was just yeah. a culture shock. Everything's so dry, you know. Even the, you know, even the the, the colors of the leaves is mm. uh, faded. It's mm. just dry green. It's not that bright green. Wow, this this <laughs> as opposed to um, Egypt and where I'm used to seeing green. Yeah, 
Um, I yeah, I grew up in Lebanon as well, um, mm. and recently went to Egypt as well and Morocco, and it felt like there was a different energy to that part mm. of. There's a huge contrast between that part of the world and here, and mm. I feel like it does reflect on the people as well. It must have been a huge change being 11. Yeah. Coming here starting again. Yeah, it, it yeah. was. It was, but processing that change mm. didn't happen until a couple of years ago, really. Yeah. For me. Okay, it takes time. Yeah. yeah. No, it just wasn't allowed. There was no time okay. back then. Back then, it was like there's no time for this. You need mm. to go to school, you need to adapt, you mm. need to assimilate, you need to this, this, this. It was quick. Yeah. So this whole thing about, oh, I just left my family, or oh, I'm processing the fact that you've just been taken from one soil into another, mm. it's just, it, it, there was no time. Or I wasn't, somehow I was given the impression that I wasn't allowed to sit and I was too busy mm. adapting mm. For, my, for my parents coming, for my parents leaving their family, for my brothers, just not for me. Yeah. So only when this project started a couple so of years ago. So this project is allowing you yeah. to think... And exactly, and this Amazing. is what I mean by the imprisonment. Like yeah. it was just like this part of me who just wasn't allowed to exist, mm. or I wasn't allowed to believe that it existed mm -hmm. until a seals project allowed it. And I remember after I finished that um, poem, I said to her, "I didn't realize we had a voice." Wow! And that's when she said, "No, we've always had a voice, Rania." <laughs> and it's so touching to know that. A project like this is empowering people like you mm -hmm. and uh, allowing them to express themselves and having someone believing in you like Asil mm. is wonderful and all the best of luck with this project Thank and I you. hope you keep going and write more poetry for us. Thank you. Sometimes. <laughs>
was Asil singing, Camille Ferrali on the flute or the nai, and Mina on the guitar. And now we're just gonna introduce you to Asil Taya, the founder of Bukshe. Hi Asil, so great to have you. So Thank great you. meeting you. Thank you for being here too. <laughs> Um, yeah, so you're on 3CR, Salam Radio, um, and this is Lukman. Um, and so, yeah, we heard about this project uh, through Camille, and I, I looked it up, and we were just talking about the idea, how it came, the, the book day, and um, having to grab everything at once, going through that experience of having to leave home in... Um, instantly and just start a new life somewhere else. Uh, can you tell us how you started, how that idea came to you? Uh, Bukje is um, the story of my people, like most of the stories I know in Palestine and most of the stories I was told as a child was the stories of those who have been forced to leave home, the stories of their sex and their big kind of... Um, bulk of things that were wrapped and as a child I always looked at these photos and wondered what did the people you know put in there like what was the things that really people like wanted to take mm. some people's book jay were very small and some others were really big like I really wondered what was it and when I watched a few videos of like people that have been in camps for like 70 years and things didn't change especially in the Eritrean experience I was like wondering what like, what did people take that it was so magical to help mums to survive that long? Whenever a baby is sick, they will run into the same bukje and get the medicine. Whenever, like, a grandma is, like, mourning home or, like, feeling homesick, they will go and find the cure. It must be something magical. It's much more than what the actual things were, you know? So I did, I was um, uh, part of a program called Emerging Cultural Leaders at Footscrick Meter Art Center and I did a whole exhibition of like a few meters long of like creating a tear shape of the different sacks. It was like a big kind of dama. Amazing, yeah. Uh, when was that? Uh, 2014. Okay. Yeah, so that was like ages ago. Mm. <laughs> it feels like ages ago. 14, 15. Mm. Uh, and... Um, then slowly I got to know uh, kind of more people and the faces and differences and the stories and the experiences of people made me feel like there's much, you know, a lot to say to people but we don't really know that and we don't ask because of, you know, what is important to ask, what is not, what can we um, do, what can we not. So like all these kind of um, barriers, of, can you ask someone where are you from or like people getting kind of embarrassed. I personally was so proud all the time to say mm. I'm Palestinian. Even yeah. if people, you know, say in the street, like they think that you are from Moreland or from Durban or from Preston of what I will say to people I'm from Palestine no no we win here like yeah yeah but I'm not from here I'm Palestinian <laughs> you know uh, I waited for people to ask me or sometimes just initiated a story to tell people I'm actually proudly not from here mm. especially when we talk about the whole issues about First mm. Nation people we're all guests no matter when your exactly. grand 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 grandparents came mm. they were not from here they were you know occupiers and colonizers to this place so mm. The difference between us all is just the date of arrival yeah. and the reason why we did. Some people in here are here refugees because of like climate change and because of you mm. know lands that are disappearing, where others 
didn't even choose to come to Australia. You and some, you know, some camp, you know, facilitator applied for his, uh, you know, visa without even knowing much about it. So we all also have our papers, but we all also chose to or forced to leave home for different reasons. So Bukju was a place where people could share those stories through music like Camille does or poetry like Rania did. Yeah. And for me, like, I try to bring the stories. I am the kind of researcher on this project, talking to people, interviewing people, just like yourself now, <laughs> and getting to know interesting stories that I think are worth telling yeah. and kind of sleeping on it, as people say, and like right. to get to the right show. It took... The very first version was three years ago, and it took that time mm. to get to that shape today. So Yeah, I was talking to Pepe before, and then he was telling me there was a different crew in yeah. the previous book show uh, yeah. from different countries as well. Yeah. Um, and it keeps evolving, you keep involving other people. That's so cool to see. Yeah. Um, uh, so you will be singing? As yes, well. I will be singing um, yeah. uh, with Camille. Mm-hmm. Uh, we chose. It's interesting because Camille was not in the previous shows, mm-hmm. and because we didn't know him. Luckily, we met him through the Liberut. But mm-hmm. um, uh, and then we in the previous show we had Lamabada, and then when we came together, he said, "What about Lamabada? It's a very interesting song." So actually, it was in the previous show. Like mm-hmm. Pepe danced for it, and we sang it. So it was amazing. amazing. Uh, also combination kind of like of how the vision of people and what they are expecting from the show and how they are seeing it as well in between kind of cultures and how Pepe dances for it and he's Chilean he doesn't really know much of the words but he feels it and he Mm. beautifully adds his touch into it It, all of it is just you know very good so yeah tell us about yourself so you're Palestinian I am and um when did you arrive to Australia? How was your experience? Uh, I am Palestinian. I am a Jerusalem girl. I'm a yeah. crazy Jerusalem kid. Um, <laughs> and I, I would say, like, you know, knowing what Jerusalem is, you will know the combination in of, like, the most beautiful cities in the world, but yeah. also, like, the hardship and that, you know, the resistance this city is facing, like, the city of that have never seen peace. Mm. Um, and like being from there and coming here, uh, I first came to WA, so what my experience was not really pleasant in the way, it's not like coming to Melbourne, Melbourne is very multicultural and beautiful mm-hmm. and warm, yeah. while you know other places are less like that. Yeah. Uh, but slowly, slowly, um, like I got to get you know to groups and I got to do more art. I didn't do much in WA. Uh, but here in Melbourne, I was part of an amazing play called Tales of a City by the Sea. And I actually never did theatre before that play. Wow. So that was a play to introduce me to theatre. And since then, I'm just in love that I cannot leave. You know, like <laughs> this feeling of like I'm stuck now. Mm. Um, and yeah, like, I don't know. There's lots in my experience that I don't know if one show would be enough to live. But it's yeah. basically... Um, like the the kind of hardship of being away from home and missing the warmth that we feel now within the show, mm-hmm. the warmth of like funs and joke and and kind of music, the warmth of like a family. Mm. Um, if you don't have a family around, you just lose that warmth. And I don't know if any feeling in the world can replace that. Mm-hmm. But we try to get more people alike-minded, people that are warm and loving to kind of be part of 
what we do so it's kind of adapting a family of your own a family you choose not a family that chose to have you mm. uh, away from the one that you know my parents gave me and my, my family all together in back in Palestine having a group of artists here has really changed uh, my feeling about the place and get yeah. me more involved in uh, um, feeling more belonging in the space yeah I was going to say like um yeah, I feel the same way about Salam. Like, just starting something, doing something to tell your story is so important. And also, I was really touched by Rania's um, story that um, she was telling me she arrived since uh, when she was 11, and only till she started this project with you, she started to feel like she is processing uh, this experience that she had where she had to just leave everything behind and come and adapt to this new environment, um, which is so strange to her and so different. Um, how, how do you go about selecting your... I actually don't record? select. Yeah. I don't select. I don't have... Mm. Um, I don't like go out and, and call. Like I did try call for artists, but it mm. just doesn't work. Mm. Uh, it's the feeling that this person would be amazing. Like this is how Camille was in us with us. Like mm. the passion of his to his home. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a young man in Melbourne, yeah. uh, he's just much younger than me, so I was like, feel like you know, I'm talking to younger ones. But um, like, yeah, like it's kind of like between Rania approached me and she said, I would love to share with you this. Pepe was part of the Emerging Culture Leaders, and I love him. And he did a show, a, a short part, a short a showcase of his work with a suitcase, and I loved it because it's really related to what yeah. Bukje is, mm-hmm. uh, and you will see it today in the show. Um, um, Oz, I met him in the Australian Performing Art Market and I was just in love with his personality like amazing kind of you know, energy and soul to be around. I felt like I have a little brother. I was like <laughs> cooking, bringing for us, like, you know, going out. Are you okay? Just checking on him all the time. Yeah. Uh, Kush as well. I met her there and she was amazing kind of in, in making things happen and I loved her energy and her kind of like, you know, present in the space. Yeah. Our beloved Mina as well. I worked with him previously, but also just being around him with his energy was really important for me. I feel like, you know, you need some place, some people in the place to share their energy to make the balance of like my craziness and rushness with his calmness and, you know, clarityness, I would say. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just, I don't know if I really chose someone or like this one. I don't think so. I think mm. what I love most about this is the... Um, spontaneity of it mm. uh, when everybody is aligned and standing and doing things as beautifully as like it's so beautiful how they become like soldiers serving a very important cause of like you know talking about the experience of migration and displacement and refugees uh, in such a beautiful way Hi, this is Rafiv Ziada, and you're listening to 3CR Pro-Palestinian Happily Proud Radio. Thanks for listening to Refugee Radio this week on 3CR and remembering the struggle for the Palestinian people. As always, you can keep up to date with Palestinian struggle on the Palestine Remembered Show every Saturday at 9.30 and throughout many programs on 3CR.
Thanks for listening. The Rainbow Door is a free, culturally safe, specialist helpline for all LGBTIQA Victorians. The helpline provides information, support and referral from experienced peer workers on issues including mental health, family violence, relationships, suicide prevention and sexual assault. For information, support and referral, call the Rainbow Door on 1800 729 367. That's 1800 729 367, 10am to 6pm every day. Switchboard is a 3CR supporter. G'day, my name is Margie Thorpe. You are listening to 3CR Community Radio 855 on your dial.